welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, a very warm welcome to the next episode of Property Portfolio and our breakfast webinar as usual every Wednesday. Very good morning, Nigel. Oh, good morning, Mark. How are you doing? You okay? Yes, very well indeed. Thank you. Very well. So, uh, yeah, we've got a uh, a wonderful session and a a very different session uh, today. And we're going to actually be talking about live about one of our actual deals and we do we do a lot of deals got a lot of developments but one in particular that uh, we think is going to have an enormous amount of value to our community so today we're going to be talking about something that contributes to to our SaaS uh, is an active development um, so whether you're an investor a developer a SaaS trustee there's something in this episode for absolutely everyone. I know there's going to be quite a few golden nuggets, and I can almost hear the cogs starting to turn, Nigel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's an interesting one, Mark, isn't it? And it, you know, it is related to our, our pension. This particular one, you know, we do, you know, we took we took the leap what in 2016, didn't we, to create our to create our SaaS um, just as a final part of gaining control of our our own personal economies. Um, and, um, you know, we typically, yes, we do investments and all the rest of it that everybody does. But, you know, we like to do a deal, an, an asset generating deal, kind of every one stroke two years. You know, that's that's our thing. You know, we're not particularly into uh, doing multiple at one time uh, within the pension because we've got other things going on as well. So, you know, from a pension perspective, you know, it's just just buying our time, finding, finding the opportunities and and really finding something that really, really works for us. And, th- and this particular one, um, Mark, is a is a, a real interesting one. And it's it's very close to where you live, which is great. Um, and um, and it's it's essentially one site, isn't it? But it's actually got two developments on it, which is really interesting for all parties. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we've yeah, so on on the um it, it forms uh, two parts. Um, so there's a residential development on the site. It's about just over an acre in 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 terms of uh, its area. Um, and we've also got a commercial property on that on that site as well. We've, we've split them up very nicely, you know, in terms of title and purchase. So two separate entities are buying <laughs> buying the interests. Um, if we kind of just reflect initially on the residential part. Um, it's, it's a completely cleared site uh, as we as we sit here today. Uh, just about to start the activity. Uh, it's got full planning. It's got full planning for um, nine houses, uh, which is great. Um, two, three, and four bedroom units um, over that uh, kind of one acre, one acre plot. The uh, just everybody likes a few numbers, don't they? But um, you know the purchase prices for the site with planning is is kind of in the region of one point one million. Uh, bill costs are around coming in around 1.6 million. Uh, professional fees and costs, kind of in the range of 510, 520 thousand um, pounds. Um, <clears throat> so total costs really. That's your your land value, your purchase price, your 
uh, your bill costs and your professional fees and costs in the region of 3.1 to 3.2 million. Um, the GDV, so if we look then turn our attention to the value that's being created um, in terms of the nine houses, so we uh, a very conservative view, I, I believe, um, and this is the valuation uh, that's come back um, in in the region of uh, 4.2, 4.1, 4.2 million is the uh, the GDV. So the good news is that obviously this is we you know we're looking to create this asset uh, as a contributor to our pension. So it's not in our pension because it's obviously resi. It's outside of our pension, but it's going to be a contributor to. <clears throat> so the, you know, the net profits, um, earnings after tax, um, give us the opportunity to contribute to that pension pot. And um, and the, as I say, the good news is after refinancing, um, at, at around 70, 75% loan to value at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll be looking at leaving in a little bit of money, um, but per property on average, it's about £4,000. So a very, very small amount of money that, uh, that we need to leave in the deal, if you like, to to get it done. But um, Mark, I don't know whether you saw recently, you know, a Savills report, you know, in terms of the property market and their view of life, you know, in terms of how the, the market is going to rally and, and kind of predictions over the next five years. But, you know, even at that suggested 4% increase in 2021, you know, um, that that 4K in each property will be uh, uh, swamped by the growth of the value over that period anyway. So, uh, yeah. you know, which would be great. And, yeah. um, you know, in terms of the term, um, you know, we anticipate kind of a 12 to 15 months from from getting started to, uh, to refinance in and out of the deal, you know, from a point of view of um, the funding. So, uh, yeah, really, really, really good. The, the commercial is very different, Mark, isn't it? You know, it's it is and just just focusing on that that residential there it, we we love you know, how, how can i best put it you know I, I use the phrase taking control of your personal economy and that's that's what we decided to do in 2015 when we left corporate life and creating this circular economy where we have a SaaS, a highly tax efficient vehicle um there's lots of noise in the background. We'll, we'll leave lots of people opinionated on social media to say whether you can do uh, residential with a SaaS. Um, what we're doing here is creating residential in a limited company, leaving scarcely any money left in the deal and using the deal to make tax-efficient employer contributions for the rest of our lives into the SaaS. That swells the coffers of the SaaS and enables us to do lots and lots of increasingly larger loan backs for many years to come. Um, and I think that's wonderful. You, you you made a note there that you know this development is is in the southeast. It's just outside of Farnham in Surrey. Um, so it is an area that we'll experience over pre uh, over over the next few years uh, some degree of capital growth. We suspect. Now, we've not built that into our business model. We're, we're pretty prudent and conservative. Um, but we do invest in the southeast for, for that reason. It's Everything is built on cash flow because we run our, our developments as businesses, assets as businesses, but they're in an area which is going to create an underlying capital growth uh, o- over time, which on a 4 million asset, you know, 10% growth, let's say, over the next X amount of years, yeah, it's best part of half a million pound uh, of, of capital growth. That's uh, pretty substantial. 
and you know that the fundamentals of the location have, have uh, stood to be true to everything else we do you know it's it's very close to you mentioned Farnham there Mark you know so it's got great links into into the city um it's in it's in a I mean it's literally five minutes out of Farnham isn't it so it's it's, it's in a lovely location very very rural but you're a stone throw into in into the town you know uh, which is which is great for for the future residents of the um, of the development so I remember, I remember it was. Yeah, um, you mentioned it's probably in about the third quarter, wasn't it? About autumn two thousand and nineteen. Um, we we I remember having a, a board a board meeting, um, and, and the directors were discussing what the what our exposure was, what our concentration risk was, what our product set was, um, and we're particularly well known, I guess, for land developments and and commercial to residential conversions and. Um, we'd just gone onto site on a, a large uh, 53 unit development, um, and another one of 57 units came a, a few months later. And we made that decision at that time. And th- bearing in mind, this was five months before COVID. Um, that look, apartments are great, and they absolutely have their place in the world um, as long as we get the, the geography and the demographics correct. Um, but we did see that we wanted to have that greater, broader appeal. Where people can use driveways and back gardens for the for, for the kids, and it took us a while to to get some traction to secure that those extra land deals, but they then started coming, and we've got quite an active pipeline now. But that gives us a a nice balance of retaining units, which are the one bed apartments, but also the the two, three, and four bedroom houses. Yeah, that's what society yeah, that's society is increasingly looking for, isn't it? Mm. So, of those uh, of of those units, um, we're not looking at five bedroom detached, and it would be very easy to to look at the demand of five bedroom detached houses, particularly in in Surrey Hills and in the you know Godalming, Farnham, uh, Guildford Triangle. Um, but these houses are for um, are for people starting. You know, the the the, the people wanting to settle in the area. And we're holding all of these, so we're not using help to buy. We're not selling them. I'm going to retain these, and they're they're five two bedroom, three three bedroom, and one four bedroom. So, you know, they're at the should we say the the lower end, the more accessible end. So they're they're going to be held in our our portfolio for 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 many years to come, um, and it fits nicely with that demographic. We certainly saw a a gap in the market which was underserved in the area. Good. Well, that's the that's the residential development. But you mentioned two pieces of land there, Nigel. So tell us a bit more about the second piece. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the contribution to the the SAS as well, you know, and and I think that's that's really important. That constant link back to to the SAS, and obviously funds going into the pension. You know, we can we can do all sorts of things with it, can't we? One of which is a loan back. And um, this is where the commercial property came in. So, um, so at the front of the site, there's a there's a business centre. Um, it's four and a half thousand square foot, so it's a fair it's a fair size. Um, the intention of the development there is to convert that into ten micro offices. So, for people that live locally, you know, to rent an office, uh, a meeting space, you know, that that sort of incubator type environment that we're 
uh, we, we certainly love uh, to see. Um, you know, this is um, this is the intention of this business center. So again, it's got full planning permission, um, but we've purchased this very different to the residential, but we've purchased this particular one um, via a loan back from the pension. Okay, uh, plus our own our own funds. So the, the resi is a very traditional uh, funding stream. So that's development finance and investment. And then we've got the commercial unit here, which is a loan back and, and our, own, our own capital injection. But it's such an efficient vehicle, Mark, isn't it? It really, really is, you know. And, and we, we think of the areas of benefit, I think, from a loan back perspective. So we think where where does the where does the cash from the pension actually come from? Well, there's I guess there's multiple sources. There's you know your stakeholder, your final salary pensions, and and that patriation of all those funds into the into the pot. Um, it could be from within um, or the generation of funds via assets or investments that are already in your pension. You know, generating cash, no tax whatsoever, so you get the maximum value and the maximum ability to. To build that pot up to its, you know, its heady highs, and then of course we've got we've got also personal pension contributions. Now those those it come with the employer uh, contributions going in, but they're coming from maybe your limited companies. So so in terms of you know tax savings and and benefit per se, you know we I think we start at those limited companies. So having the ability to make that annual pension contribution to the to the employees and um and and what have you you know that's that's a great that's a great scenario because because by making those contributions and we're in that time of year as well when the the, uh, the contributions are made um that's an increase in cost in your limited company that's a reduction in profit and therefore a reduction in corporation tax ultimately but that money is just going pound for pound straight into your pension so we you know we've got that so we've got that you know that corporation tax saving um, and and so on and so forth. You know we've we've also got you know from the from a point of view of the funds that are being generated from within the pension. You know the the gross funds there. There's there's a zero percent tax burden. So everything generated from within, again, it's you know it's tax free, et cetera, et cetera. But it gives us the ability to do a loan back. Well, we know that the the pension itself. It wants to get a first charge. So on the on the commercial um, part of the development, the, the pension has anchored its security on the first charge of that of that asset. So we are the bank. You know, the pension is the bank. Um, we know there's limitations of loan back to fifty percent of your your fund value. So it's just it's just you know micro tracking that to make sure you never ever exceed that that position in terms of value. And we know also that you know a condition is that it's it's kind of one percent over base as a lending rate. One percent over base, good gracious, you know, or it can be whatever you want it to be, but the minimum is one percent over base, and you need to speak to your corporate admin in terms of how that base rate is calculated. But nonetheless, one percent over base is just amazing. But to boot that, you know, that interest payment, where does that go? It goes back into your pension. <laughs> which is just incredible, opposed to paying a development finance, a bank, somebody else, a third party. It's staying in the personal economy, which is hugely value, valuable and, you know, enabling that, that pot to just continue to grow 
which is just incredible. You know, I think we we always have to think about exits and how it gets paid back. You know, how this capital gets paid back, and the obvious one you know, that we all we're all probably familiar with is refinancing. So you know, once the bet the business centre is built, uh, we've attracted the um, you know the tenants into the space. We we could revalue that and refinance that on a commercial basis. Of course, we could, and then attract commercial finance. And that commercial finance would be more than adequate to repay the repay the loan back and uh, and any personal investment we we put in. Of course, it could. But equally, um, you know, in terms of the cash generation from the um, from the business centre, it's more than enough to cover capital and interest payments that are required, even if we allow that loan back to go over the five year term. So, almost the the engine of the development is then paying back the debt you know so you you end up with obviously you know that situation at the end it's all been paid by earned income and uh, and you're out unencumbered which is great and, and one of the key bits mark we we're really um interested in retaining on this particular development is the ability to hold the first charge isn't it because clearly if if we refinance we're giving that first charge away to the the finance company but if we can hold on to it by serving the debt and paying down the capital by the generation of capital from the business centre, we've just got the best of both worlds, I think. Do you, do you agree? Uh, absolutely. And the the assurance levels here, and don't get us wrong, we love working with the, with the banks and we use extensive swathes of, of development capital. It absolutely has its place. However, if you can replace that development capital to a larger extent with a loan back, you're negotiating with yourself. And that, Nigel, let's just let's just bring a bit of colour to that to, to our, our listeners and viewers. Um, in terms of the cost of development finance, I mean let's let's say we're talking about you know a third of a million, half a million uh, of, of first charge lending, senior debt lending, um, we would normally be looking at development finance versus a loan back give us give us some thoughts on the the differences between the cost base of bringing those two on board yeah absolutely so um you know when when we looked at this particular part of the development we looked at it through a number of lenses as you should always do you know you should you should analyze your exits multiple exits multiple entries as well and we we absolutely looked at it from a development finance point of view and investment perspective versus a loan back. And we just wanted to compare the difference. And we were absolutely astounded by the results. And in summary, um, if we if we compare what we're paying versus a traditional route, so we think about bank arrangement fees and exit fees, £28,000 saving. If we think about the interest over the term of a senior debt versus the loan back at 1% over base, £30,000 saving. If we think about, you know, lender legals that are required, you know, where we pay, they benefit from a point of view, the, you know, it's it's serving the lender. Um, QS fees, those sort of, we still need a valuation either way, but, you know, think about QS fees, think about lender legals, £6,500 saving. Think about the corporation tax saving you know we we started with your limited companies you know donating your pension contributions 
you know, we've gone back a number of years as well. You know, we've got four trustees, all those sort of things. So quite a quite a large amount of money, reducing the the profitability, reducing the corporation tax. Thirty thousand pound saving on just corporation tax alone. And then, you know, we we think about okay, so now we we are paying a reduced interest rate, but that interest rate is actually coming back into the pension that would ordinarily go out of our personal economies to a third party. The saving there of money coming back is another £7,000 per annum. So you think just adding all those up, that's over £100,000 of benefit just by, you know, doing things in a different way. And it's, you know, it's been it's been amazing, hasn't it? And you, you think, you know, we, we touched on the ability to repay the capital and the interest and serve the requirements of, of the loan bank. But, you know, we, we also... You know, we shouldn't forget that we can apply capital allowances. It's a commercial property. We can get capital allowance for the construction, the development, you know, the assets that are there to make even the, you know, the proceeds, the, the, the generation of earned income from that unit even more profitable because, again, we're reducing corporation tax. So, again, it's, it, it feels like a bit of a perfect storm, doesn't it, you know, from that point of view. And, you know, we, we are hugely excited about this and, you know, and the ability to use that engine to generate the capital, to pay down the debt, to have an, an un, unencumbered asset in a, in a matter of years, but retaining that, that first charge security for use when and if we choose to use it. Yeah, that is just so powerful and I really hope that's that landed fair and square with everybody on this on this call because what we're not talking about here is a deal we're talking about a mindset of, of preservation of capital of caring curating and nurturing that capital protecting from erosion through tax protecting gains from from tax don't get us wrong. We'll we'll pay the right amount of tax. We're just using the, uh, the 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 tax rules as as they allow us, and working with a great a great team, having that that rinse and repeat model. As Nigel said, we're not going to do masses of these. We don't need to. You know, we've got lots of we're busy on lots of things. We've got busy home lives as well. But to do you know just just one of these, maybe every year, every eighteen months, every two years. This one happens to be two side by side. Um, but just nurturing that capital, protecting those returns, enabling those returns to flow back into our economy, to then swell the coffers, to then launch forward with yet another loan back. And gradually we're moving all of our trustees closer to their lifetime allowances. And we have the enablement of not just the growth in our SaaS, but holding you know, very substantial portfolios outside of our SaaS in tax-efficient vehicles. Quite often they're limited companies, but we'll use LLPs as well. Um, so absolutely, you know, that's uh, it's not something we've come up with on the, the back of a napkin. It's taken 30 years of our careers to come to this, and, and life moves on, doesn't it? We'll evolve. Um, we look back at Portal Precinct. You know, that was a really defining uh, development for us wasn't it and still is you know it's, it's pride of place within our SAS but also we've got residential because of that outside of our our SAS in in limited companies brilliant yeah, all, all contributing to the you know, pain really. so it's you know it's, it's really good really good 
So those, the, I think this, this site, sorry, I was going to say this site, this particular site, we, uh, we've actually allocated this for our site visits, haven't we, as part of the, the course that's coming up. Yeah, so we've got our 13-week programme starts on Wednesday the 7th of April. Um, and in week eight, uh, we've got a site visit. Um, to this very, very site. In fact, anybody who's, who's uh, on our Earn and Learn program, um, they'll be coming to site anyway. We'll give them regular regular insights. But yeah, week eight of our 13-week program, and uh, looking down the, the list of people who are listening this morning, a very, very warm welcome to all of you. I can see many familiar names. Really looking forward to seeing you next Wednesday. And for those of you who haven't um, decided to join yet, um, I've just dropped a, a link in there where you can find the details at Equa Academy website. Um, come along, join us. Uh, it's a 13-week program. This is going to be pretty intense. Um, uh, on the, the odd weeks, weeks 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, and 13, we have a three-hour live Zoom. It's all recorded, so don't worry if you... If you can't attend, obviously it's better if you can. You can get a live experience and ask the questions you want to ask. But we'll be delivering a lot of content, stage content throughout the course of that program on all things commercial to residential, as well as land development as well. Because the end product that we work with, and, and hopefully you, you know as well enough by now, our regular listeners, um, we, we build substantial buy-to-let portfolios. Now, we acquire them through a wholesale process of commercial to residential and land development, as well as holding a lot of commercial property as well. Um, so our aim is always to give you maximum value, teach you those systems and processes that you need to know to do it properly. Whether you're brand new, whether you've never, never done any property before, we'll teach you and guide you through the way to do this properly. Whether you, you've already done some developments and quite accomplished but want to scale up, again, scaling up has its, has its perils and we want to make sure that we're eyes wide open to risk. Um, so we'll guide you through that process as well. So we're really excited about that, Nigel. So uh, we're just reflecting on that over Easter and then Wednesday, the 7th of April, really driving forward that, really looking forward to it. And, and we have case studies. Um, we have a uh, one of our mentees will be giving a uh, an overview of, of some of the great things they're doing in each one of the sessions, and, and we'll be guiding people through specific case studies of, of what we're doing as well. It's so one of the joys of what we do, isn't it? Yeah, we just love those case studies, Mark, don't we? Because it, it, it puts it into reality, you know, and of what people are actually doing out there, and it's just lovely to learn and be inspired by them so it's uh, absolutely great so looking forward to all of that yeah and i think that it, it really livens things up with the with the site visit as well i'm really looking forward to showing people around as i know you are um yeah we've, we've been in lockdown or various forms of lockdown now lockdown 3.0 um and it's really important that you know we start to connect with people again. Um, so that opportunity towards the end of May, early June, to actually get out there. You know, imagine getting your hard hat on, your um, your, your your steel toe caps and and your high vis vest and a cup of tea in your hand, and having a tour around, having a chat with us in a socially responsible way, um, and meeting you know fellow investors, fellow developers, people on their journey at all stages. 
Um, so really looking forward to that. And, and what we'll be sharing with you, and just going back on some of the things that we've mentioned earlier on today, is, is it's not just a construction site, okay? Nobody came out the womb wanting property. It's what property delivers, what it brings to you. You know, it's a vehicle to get you somewhere. And I think the way Nigel described, you know, the cost savings, it was the source of the funding all the way through, preservation, employer contributions, you know, that increases the cost in the business, which reduces the corporation tax burden. You know, all these elements, so it all knits together. You know, I've just, just received my electric vehicle and, and now, you know, that's on a business lease, so massive cost savings there. Now looking at putting in sustainable eco-sustainability measures on the house, again, trying to reduce the, the the cost of living, you know, reduce those energy bills. And we're looking at a sustainability program on the on the office block, aren't we, that we're constructing, Nigel, where that might include air source heat pumps, solar thermal, solar PV, and many other uh, areas. You know, with Nigel and I, I've got eight children between us. You know, we care about the future. We care about the planet, preserving, you know, the natural capital and resources of the uh, of the world and, and as developers we have to take on board that that socially responsible uh, approach to yes creating homes for the future yes creating valuable asset class but doing it in a, a socially responsible way so I'm sure we'll be touching on that uh, as well quite extensively during that uh, that, that period couple of uh, couple of questions that have just come up um the biweekly um the biweekly 3 hour live zoom that's going to be on a wednesday morning so um every other week starting wednesday the 7th and that'll be from 9 till 12 um on uh, on a on a wednesday morning and it's going to be recorded we upload the recordings and the uh, the program notes and the 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 slides um we upload those into the equa portal so you get access to the Equal Portal and the slides and, and the recordings there. And at the end of each each of the um, the sessions, we set actions. What we don't want, and this was something that you identified to us, and, and we've we've responded, and we've seen how mentees really react positively to this, is is a series of actions. So there'll be two, maybe three, fundamental outputs that you take away, and they and they're your actions. So week one, deliver the content. We'll have some discussion, lots of inspirational content. But then during the rest of week one and into week two, they're your actions to take. And then we come again in week three, again, more knowledge, and we'll build on those actions. So there's a real momentum. What we don't want is at the end of week 13, you're thinking, wow, that was fantastic. What do I do next? At the end of that week 13, you'll have already got that flywheel, that big, heavy flywheel moving. That pace of momentum and change will have started already to, to create impactful uh, evidence of your progress. Relationships will start to, to, uh, start to flourish and build on. You know, that, those two massively important pipelines, how do you find the deals, getting those deals across and analysing them, and how do you create that pipeline of potential investors as well, because we all need private capital, no matter how much funds you've got, and you're going to run out of it eventually. So it's finding the right deal with the right structure and drawing together the the right capital. And we spend an awful lot of time on that, Nigel, don't we? Uh, 
you know, nurturing that and, and making sure we're, we're always optimized, not just for us, but for the banks, for investors, um, for all stakeholders. That's the, the creation of shared value model. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we just see, you know, to, to add that value, I mean, courses are courses, aren't they? But th- this program is about getting you onto the launch pad. That's, re- that's really the objective so that, you know, any, any skeletons in the cupboard or demons you've got on your shoulder or whatever it may be is just quashed through the, through the process of the course. The purpose of bringing great case studies onto the, onto the program is also to demonstrate to you that, you know, we can all do this. We can all do it. And yes, there's, there's lots to think about, but we, you know, we're going to touch on every single part of, of what we do, but the reality of the situation, your professional team generally deal with those matters anyway. It's just having that understanding so that you're more informed when you're questioning your professional team. It's not that you necessarily have to do these things, but you have to have an understanding of what it is. So yes, there's going to be a lot of lot of things that we go through, but the whole objective and the purpose of creating the actions and then obviously, you know, the interim week, you'd be able to deal with your actions with building towards getting you to the end of that launch pad. So you can go off and do, do this safely, soundly, and with assurance that, you know, you, you, you guys can change your lives. And, you know, we just talk about one deal, we talk about two deals, three deals, you know, every single one is life-changing. Um, but it's just having the tools in the toolbox to be able to you know, get to where you need to get to with a very clear focus. And, you know, we do, we do see from time to time that if we don't have the focus, they, you know, it's kind of, they'll, they'll start on a track and disappear over here and then they'll disappear over there and they'll, you know, move in left and right. And, you know, there is a place for what we term tacking, but as long as that tacking left and right is not too severe and it's going in the, the general direction of your key objectives, your goals, your your desires of, you know, what you want to, I want to spend more time with the family. I want to create a multi-generational legacy, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's, it's important to just get that plan down. And this, this program Mark has been, has been built and written to enable people with confidence to, to go for it, take that next step, hasn't it? You know, so, so there's no debate what we do Monday morning, (laughs) you know, it's very, very clear. And it'll be built up through the, through the, um, the, you know, the IP within the course, it'll get you to that place to take that first step. And that's the whole objective. What, what I'm really looking forward to, to sharing, I know it's a, a real passionate subject for both of us, Nike, is, is again, not necessarily the property side. I mean, that, that's fantastic. But the way we plan you know, our board meetings of life, how we plan our overall wealth economy, um, as you said earlier on, you know, we're here on the, you know, the last day of March. Um, so, you know, we've got, well, technically we've got another week to make, you know, pension contributions into our SAS. Um, that means we need to be looking ahead, looking ahead at which, which of our companies is profitable, where corporation tax burden is coming. Now, we're not going to do that in the last week of March. We will do that on a quarterly basis. So at half year, you know, in September, October, we've got a pretty good idea 
what the profitability of our company or any one of our companies is going to be come the end of the year. So we can start planning where we want to make those employer contributions. It might be we've already got the employer contributions made, but we've also got some corporation tax that we can see we're going to be paying. Well, how can we, with six months' notice of that event, how could we look at acquiring another commercial property? We could acquire a commercial property in six months, I think we'd all agree. And could we then um, look at uh, acquiring a commercial property that's got some capital allowances? How's it in a structure which enables us to use capital allowances to offset some of the corporation tax burden? We're talking to one of our mentees the other, well, a few weeks ago now, um, and they have a very substantial salary. So they have a PAYE tax burden. Or could they acquire? commercial property in an LLP structure and use capital allowances to offset. So, you know, I'd, I'd spent up until 2015, uh, and maybe you were very similar, Nigel, you know, 25 years of corporate life, you know, where we weren't necessarily aware of this until we indeed did find out about uh, uh, capital allowances and started to use those to offset PAYE. I mean, you can use this extensively. So I'm really looking forward to sharing, you know, how the impact of property, whatever your strategy is, whether it's commercial to residential or land development, how that can really help you with your planning and affairs. And I have to say it's an area where, you know, for 25 years I was let down by the professions that that supported me. But none of that entitlement culture, you know, it's uh, surround yourself with fantastic people who just challenge tradition. And, you know, I, I think we do that very well together and uh, we do it with our professional teams, which um, serve us nobly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's uh, exciting times, but you, you know, you, you reflect back, uh, I, th- I think a year, a year ago, almost to the date, probably, or within the week, you know, we we set out to to max out our, our our personal pension contribution to our pension. That's where it started, yeah. and just look where it's ended. You know, the fact we did that that created a problem. Yeah, okay, dealt with the efficiency of the company because of the, the contributions were being made. But now we've got a problem because we've got you know an amount of money now in the pension doing absolutely nothing. So what what we're going to do then? Oh, we need to go and get an opportunity to be able to buy it. You know, and get those, get that funds those funds working, and in the, almost a simultaneous timescale. So money goes in, money goes out to the development, and then that creates something else. And then that's that's actually an ability to repay, and then we're left with an asset. You see how these things they evolve, and the evolution I think of strategy creates from time to time further problems that need to be resolved. But those further problems, and it just keeps spidering out, doesn't it? And, you know, and it's just, it's uncanny that it started with, hey, Mark, I think, shall we, shall we target for next year to do our personal pension contributions <laughs> and where, where it goes to? So, you know, it is, it is amazing the, you know, the, the opportunities that HMRC have presented to us. And it's, you've always got to stay within those guidelines. It goes without saying, but the opportunities that are out there, it just give you choices and, it is a choice. Do you send that money to HMRC or do you do something else and send them a smaller amount? You know, that's a choice. All within guidelines. Quite a, quite a compelling choice, that, Nigel. 
Let's it not is. dwell on that too long. And we didn't. Really, really looking forward to that. And uh, oh, it's it's amazing. It, it's 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 breakfast time on a Wednesday morning, and we've got everybody excited about tax and pensions and you know, acquiring property and capital allowances and yeah, it's just it's just wonderful. But in this, you get the opportunity to define your destiny. You get the opportunity to create your your economic equation. What Nigel and I have discussed, we've given you, we've just kind of opened the kimono a little bit and given you a bit of a bit of a glimpse into how we structure our affairs. It is by design. We have a model. We're humble enough to always be working on that model. It's always evolving. We're always tweaking, but it's a model. And if you've got that economic equation, that economic model, um, you become a tour de force. You really do. And and I think one of the one of the real privileges we see with our with our mentees is when they get it, when that light bulb comes on, when they've got a clarity of strategy. It takes that real millstone, that weight off their shoulders, removes the burden, and then they can just channel every every bit of energy, every sinew of effort into into their strategy. Um, you touched on something earlier on, Nigel, and it, it hit me like a like, like a brick uh, a number of months ago when when one of our mentees said um, said you know beforehand I was all enthusiastic I was coming to coming to my desk my home office. Uh, at, uh, at eight o'clock on a on a Monday morning, all fired up, thinking, "Right, what do I do now? What do I do next?" Because they didn't have the clarity of their strategy and model. And once they'd gained that clarity, then you know, just it was game on, absolutely game on. And that that that's wonderful to see that light bulb moment, that switch, and then people charging forward. Well, look, it's been great to, to share one of our deals um, with, with people, not just the deal, but the essence behind the deal. And we're going to be going through with our mentees this deal and many other examples in our follow-up mentee session a little bit later on this morning. So, Nigel, it's been an, another jam-packed session. I, I hope our uh, listeners, um, both at the breakfast webinar but also on our property portfolio uh, podcast and don't forget to subscribe to the property portfolio podcast and um, they come out every friday morning recordings of this session uh, and you too can enjoy that at your leisure while you're working or out at play good so next week we're going to be talking about sas pensions next week um it's a subject we've talked about extensively but not on this this breakfast webinar for quite some time so we've got a very special guest but more of that later um, so, Nigel, thank you for sharing the insights and, and that the technicality and the, the mindset behind how we've structured our development. Really appreciate that, as always. Oh, no, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. I love to share. No, it's, been, it's been great. And hopefully everybody's got at least a nugget out of you know, this morning. That would, that would uh, certainly give us a, a spring in our step for the rest of the day, Mark, wouldn't it? Brilliant. Good stuff, everybody. Have a fantastic Easter break, go and make it happen. We'll see you on the 13-week course. The link's in the chat box or go to equacademy.co.uk. Have a fantastic time, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.